Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Uh, pretty good, actually. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good, pretty yeah. Pretty tired, pretty good. Pretty tired. We'll get to that in a minute, because I think we should bring that up. But uh, yeah, we're together again in the one room. You make it sound so unusual. Well, it kind of, like, I mean, it happens more often than, well, not more often than not, but it happens frequently. But yeah, it is a, it's a special occasion. I, I, it's, it's fun. The dynamic is different. <laughs> there's no lag. That's always that's, nice. There's no, no dropping of voices. Yeah, that's always good too. There's no internet connection problems. That's always good. Um, but yes, as you mentioned, we are a little tired today. Um, I mean, I worked all day today, but that's because last night we, we did some social stuff. We went and hung out with some cool people, didn't we? Yes, and social situations are, of course, always interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a story that Karen and I have from when we went to RTX in the first year, and we went to like a, like a, a Roo Teeth meet-up with some of the Australian Rooster Teeth fans, um, and they were meeting up at a, a, a club, and we we're like, all right, well, let's go. We'll go meet some, some like fellow fans. And we got there, and we were like, how do we make friends? It's rough, man. How like, do we talk to people? When you've got, like, a group of friends you've solidly had for, like, ten years. Yeah, yeah. And plus, and you're like, okay, good. I don't need to make new friends now. We're solid. Like, we don't need to worry about and that then, anymore. Also, in my situation, I've just made new friends. I spent the last six years cultivating a friendship group at work. Yep. So, okay. Now I'm definitely all friended out. And then yep. last night, it's like, okay, how... Conversation. Yeah. How, how natural, do I talk? Natural dialogue. How do I talk? I mean, and, and you would think that would come naturally to us considering we run a fucking podcast. But... Well, it helps with being friends for uh, like That's true, I guess. A, yeah. a, a great many years. <laughs> um, but no, of course, we went uh, and hung out with the some of the Victorian members of the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. You may have heard us talk about that a few times. It is a podcast network that we are a part of. Um if you search for the hashtag AGPN on Twitter or on Facebook or anything like that, chances are you'll find a stack of other great podcasts from around this country and from New Zealand. Um, some really, really great stuff out there, like uh, 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 Hungry Gamers um, from 8-Bit, um, the Reset Podcast from Melbourne, those guys are really awesome. Um is it too cliche to say OK Games as well? Well, Again. OK Games are awesome as well, but you know you know our opinions on that. We, we love those guys as well. Uh, and uh, Bitstorm are really great. That's an interesting concept for a podcast. Um, it's basically they, they make up a, a, like games on the spot. It's sort of like a weird sort of games improv show, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, so we had a meetup last night uh, organized by, I'm pretty sure Michael from Reset put it all together. It was his his sort of idea to sort of get the Victorian crew together. And uh, we all went and hung out at a bar uh, at Bartronica in Melbourne, which is an arcade bar. My first time there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, ne- I, I was cool. Yeah. I was, when you described it, you made it sound so much smaller than it was. Yeah, I mean, it's not overly big, but yeah, I it, mean, there is room to move around. Like I said to you last night, I had shades. Like when you mentioned, like I kept thinking of Mana Bar. Yeah. Which also wasn't that tiny, but like it, I feel like this was better. Mana Bar was like a room. Like you with were a, in, with like, a back room. Yeah, it was it was two rooms, the bar in the middle. It's um, it was great, but yeah, uh, Biotronic is a little bit more spacious. Um, yeah, a lot of cool games in there as well. A lot of cool arcade machines. I suck at arcade machines. Yeah, I yeah. Learned. We played uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we sucked at that a lot. Um, 
But yeah, we, the, the main reason is we went and hung out with some really awesome people. So if you search that podcast, that, that hashtag, um, you'll find a stack of great podcasts that do lots of really interesting uh, and different stuff uh, and have different and differing opinions on things, which is really, really great. Um, and they're all just really lovely people in yeah. general. Um, Met a lot of cool people. Yeah, actually. yeah. We had a we had a good old chat to Sam from from uh, from Eight Bit from the Hungry Gamers. Um, he was really great. We we stood outside with him for like fifteen twenty minutes and talked all things Persona and Final Fantasy. Speaking and... of which, I, I, Persona was a huge talking point. Yeah, well, it was sort <laughs> of the thing that, that that was the thing that got us across the line. Where we're just like. You guys playing Persona? Yeah. What do you think of it? And then, yeah, it sort of went from there. I mean, between between that and Zelda, those are the big games I played. Well, like, that's it. Yeah, you know. I'm a bit, I'm, I guess Mass Effect, but I haven't finished yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But everyone else is talking about, like, yeah, Horizon. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't played it yet. I'll get um, there. It's we'll on get, my list. It's 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 on the uh, it's on the list. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're a little tired today because we went and drank some beers and ciders and, and things and, uh, and yeah, hung out and talked a lot and played a lot of cool arcade games and had a relatively late-ish night, considering I had to, I had to work at 11 this morning, but... Um, yeah, I got to just chill all day. It was good. Yeah, you went to Costco with my wife today. <laughs> you had a then great I, day. And I watched her play Persona, which I will always watch someone play Persona. Yeah, I know. You had an infinitely better day than I did. But then we also got to have uh, Beef Bowl tonight, so... It's true. From, from, from our, our tasty ramen shop that we go to. So, um... But yeah, it was a really good weekend. Uh, so definitely go and check out those everyone else on that that hashtag, uh, and on that that group, those group of people. There's some really really great stuff from around the country and from New Zealand. Um, but we're here to talk about video games. Really? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I guess so. It's kind of what we do, isn't it? Specifically, yes. On the on the odd occasion, we talk about things, and video games are one of the things. Um, <laughs> Having said that, I've not played anything new this week. Um, I've barely played any Persona, so uh, I'm still putting my foot down on Persona. Like, yeah, we're not no, we're not cracking it open until you finished it. No, 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 it's all right. So, so it's I, I've got pressure on me from not only from you to talk about it on the podcast, but from you guys at home listening. Probably like we want to hear your opinions on it. It's like I can't yet. I just so. I want to talk about everything about it. Mm-hmm. Because you finished it this week, I, fin- right? I finally yeah. finished it on Friday night. Like, I was really crunching because I'm like, I'm going to Melbourne on Saturday night. Like, immediately after I finish work, yep. I'm probably not going to get back to it until, like, next week sometime. Like, I've got to finish it. I knew it was close, so I had to finish it. Yeah. I did. I saw credits. I'm really happy. Good. And I'll break it open when Joel finishes it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Give me give me another give me another couple of weeks, maybe. You're probably about half. about halfway ish. Yeah, yeah. I gathered that's about how far I am, but maybe just past the halfway point. Yeah, that's just, what I figured. Yeah. yeah. Um which I'm I'm okay with, but Oh yeah. Of, I can uh, like some people I have seen have been not crazy about how long it is. Yeah. Personally for me, like every step I got closer to the end, I'm like Oh no, just just chuck another mod in there. It's fine. I'll do it. But th- I had the same feeling about Zelda as well. Yeah, like it was getting to that end point where I'm like, I've give me, give me a temple. It's like, fine. Oh, I guess I'll go find all the shrines. Then that took me like another three or four days to do. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go fight Ganon now. And then you get the credits. You're like, that was so good. Oh, I want to wipe my memory and do it and again. And just start again. Yeah. Um, but Karen, uh, all I've been playing this week is pretty much Katomic and Persona Five. So. <laughs> Things I've talked about before. Atomic's still really great. I'm still trying to be... Uh, Lauren actually tweeted at me. She's got a, she had a very good good run the other day. So that sort of like sparked me back into it again. So 
Well, I'm not forgetting, Lauren. I'm, I swear, I'm, I'm coming for you. Rivalries will do that. Yeah, I'm coming for you. It's like, I don't know what we're going to do. It's like, first when they get to space, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know what's going <laughs> to... There's no stakes. The stake. There's no stakes. We're going to create stakes. <laughs> we'll make some stakes. We should, we should make some stakes. To make stakes? Like, legit stakes, Like, cook yeah. stakes? Mmm, stakes. That's a tasty bet. Karen, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> did, you, did you not like that tangent? Uh, it, it just... It, I liked it. It just went on for a little longer than I expected it to. So, like, some people feel about Persona 5. Yeah. Wow. You've, <laughs> you've, you've related that back well. Uh, no, Joel. I, I, so, when I was coming down to Melbourne, I was, knew I was going to be on a train. So, I figured, you know what? It's time to, to take my Switch. Yes. To pick it up and pack it up and just take it somewhere and just see how it goes. Yep. So, I was like, I don't know. What should I play? I, I basically had already narrowed down to, like, Snake Pass... Uh, that new Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy yeah. remake, and oh, there was something was else. One? It's not important because I didn't pick it, so I know. it doesn't matter. I knew but, for me it was Mr. Shifty, but like, yeah, like I said, I honestly yeah. can't remember. There was something else. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was um, Blaster Master. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, which I was curious about, but in the end, Snake Pass won purely because a couple people were like, "You should play Snake Pass," and I was like, "Well, peer pressure does get me," and I watched a review for Wonder Boy by easy eyes and there was mm-hmm. a particular sticking point that i was like uh no don't want that so yeah. i'm just gonna skip it for now and i watched it before with you as well and i sort of had the same opinion yeah all right so you know that's game a... sounds fun but i want that one thing now maybe so... if there's some sort of sale i might pick it up yeah. i don't know but so i picked up snake pass mm-hmm. by sumo digital interesting who have made a lot of it. yeah they've got they made a lot of games but most recently they made um little big planet 3 so you know this is a different sort of game i guess them to go on but they've made like heaps of stuff like they've had their hands in a lot of mm. things which is cool uh there's an interesting actually side note about sumo digital and the guy that made snake pass there's a really interesting story his backstory if you if you search for i think his name's seb i can't remember his last name but if you go to the kind of funny um kind of funny games youtube channel uh, a couple of weeks ago they had him on there talking about his journey about how it came to be that he got to make snake pass and he's how he got into the industry, and it's fascinating to listen to. It's about maybe a half an hour long. It's really, really, really good. It's it's just like it's part of their podcast, but it's really, really good watch. Well, because that's the thing. Snake Pass is sort of a weird game. Mm. Where in a, in a broad, you could broadly you could just go. It is a collectathon sort of game, like a Mario Sunshine Galaxy sort of stuff. Like you're going through stages, you're picking up items. Mm-hmm. So like it does have that element, but. The way it is just weird and different is you are playing as a snake. Right. So you move like a snake. Right. And that part was part of it I've been struggling with the most because the controls, they're not bad. They're just weird. Unique. Yeah. yeah. So like you hold like, I think what are the trigger names on the Switch? Like the right, the second right trigger. Is it ZL? ZR and ZL, yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. ZR sort of drives the snake and... uh you can you go on a straight line, but you'll slow down. If you sort of zigzag the joystick left, he'll zigzag and pick up speed. Okay. So that's how you go faster. Right. Uh, if you're client, you can press A to like lift your head up, and then if you like press ZR, you'll move forward with your head up. Sort of like so you can like hook it over ledges and then sort of twist it around, and you press ZL to like grip. Okay. To sort of and you you sort of like manage gripping and twisting your way up objects. It. It sounds tricky. It seems very like I am bread ish kind it's, of format. Yeah, it's it's not what you're normally used to, but it 
it works for what it's trying to do in a way. Yeah, it is early days still. So like, I'm still doing relatively easy things. I okay. don't know if they get trickier. I still die a lot. I still yep. fuck them up a lot. <laughs> uh, and that's actually one of the first things that like I want to bring up because the controls are weird mm-hmm. and they take some getting used to. And that doesn't help when the checkpoints don't feel great. So it has like okay. it has like physical checkpoints you've got to cross and it'll sort of go, okay, cool, you've done this. And right. So if you go out and get a collectible and because there are like gems and like little spheres and then there are also coins to pick up. Some of the coins are in really annoying places. Right. But you need to be pretty good at the tricks of being a snake to get to. Right. And it's happened more and more than one occasion where I've gone for it. I'm like, I just got a gem, but I can see that coin there. I'll just, I'll just oh, go get it. I want to do I'll just it. go get it. And then you'll fall off the stage to your death and the game goes, right, back to the checkpoint. And you're like, oh, you didn't save after oh, I got that gem. Oh, no. That's okay. That's probably also on me. But I would like it. Maybe you could have sort of saved. Maybe I'm just being picky. It's, that, it's that sort of risk reward thing. It's yeah. like, do I really want to go? What's going to weigh up the risk it's going to take to for me to get to there? Yeah, and that's the thing, I guess, as well, because of the controls. I sort of just like, I'm like, I don't really want to be zigzagging my way back to a checkpoint and then zigzagging back to the yep. like collectibles. Again, it, it's a really minor thing. That's the main thing I've had issue with. Apart from that, it looks really nice. Mm. I haven't played it on a TV yet. I've only been playing it in, like, tablet handheld mode. Yeah, actually, after we finish recording, can we put it on t- my TV? I'm yes, because I can it, just dock it into yeah, your Switch Yeah, I want to try that. So This is the future. Yeah, I do want to have a look at it, actually. But, yeah, because it, it was it's, it's on my radar as well. I, I've heard really great things about it. I've heard, yeah, it, it is, the controls are unique. They are. They take, they take some adapting, too. Um, but, like, that's that's good, I guess, you know. Yeah. It's trying something different. And it, it, and it, it works, I guess... In context of the game as well. Oh, ab- it absolutely does. Like, right. When it when they first get you to start zigzagging to go faster, I'm like, this it works. Like, yeah. I don't mind it. It kind of feels cool. Yeah. Like, zigzagging as a snake. Yep. Uh, and like climbing feels good when you get it right with the grips and you sort of like loop yourself around things and you grip again and like go up. It just takes some time okay. to adapt and learn, which again is fine. I have no problems with learning. It's funny playing this like the week after ukulele. Right, so that's like, what I wanted to wonder because they're they're obviously like visually they're very similar as well from what I can tell. And from even what I've seen. sort of soundtrack wise, right? The soundtrack in Snake Pass is by David Wise, right? Who worked on some tracks in Ukulele and also has a history with Grant Kirkhope. So like David Wise did like the Donkey Kong Country soundtracks, classics. Most yeah. famously, he did uh, Sticker Brush Symphony, which is one of the best songs in yeah. video games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like and like they're both sort of like collectibles and. The art style, I guess, is sort of similar, like, colourful, bright, vibrant maps and all yeah. that. So, like... Interesting kind of, like, characters and things that you're yeah. playing with. Yeah. So, the comparisons are, like, it's mostly the controls and design stuff that's a bit different. Yeah, and the way that you navigate around. Yeah. Yeah, right. I And, like, I kind of do appreciate that Snake Pass was like, what if we did something different? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Like, and... I still, I still like... I've played more ukulele and I, I'm still enjoying it enough. Yeah. But it still does have the same issues I was having... Like a good ten hours ago, but it's it's more of the same. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I got to a really bad boss that so maybe I'll talk Ooh, about. Oh, okay. Um, maybe I'll add that into what I've been playing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but Snake Pass, I am very much enjoying it. I've only played maybe two hours. Okay. I've gone through. I don't know how again the world maps work. I've done four stages, but I'm not sure if it's like finish a world, next world. Right. Because like the four stages have all been sort of like the same setting. 
Okay. So I'm like, I assume that I'll finish like five or six. And they're like, cool, next world set, it might be desert or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, different locale. I assume it'll... Locales. Locales. Yeah. I assume it'll mix it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the weirdest thing is the controls. And I feel like when I get them down, I'll actually really like it. It's it, not too challenging. It seems like it's a bit like playing a Soulsborne game, like just trying to readjust yourself to... It is the Dark Souls of collector funds. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking right up your alley but yeah. also yeah it's an interesting way to look at it I guess it's um yeah like the game itself isn't hard it's more so like just mastering the tools you've got and like getting better at that getting better at climbing and like navigating the environments because right. it's so different from how you'd normally do it because normally you'd just jump yeah yeah it's like no 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 sliver your way around that pole and grip and climb up higher like okay, yeah. okay I haven't ever had to do this so it, this feels weird it's almost like like playing something like Portal as well where you 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 would come into a problem in Portal where you go, well, normally I would just jump across here and I'd jump up there and I'd be fine, but because I don't have that ability to do that, I have this Portal gun, so yeah, how can to... I achieve the same objective but using these different mechanics? So Yeah, you basically got to figure it out. Hmm, that's cool. I, so... Look, it's, I'm, I'm definitely interested in picking it up. I've, I've hovered over the buy button now uh, quite a few times, um, but yeah, I, I might have a look at your copy of it and see. How I go. That's the beauty of the Switch. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. I'll snap it in there. That's exciting. Uh, cool. Yeah, anything else about Snake Pass you would like to... No, not really. I, it's about again, 30 bucks, isn't it? $26. 26 It's available on basically everything, which yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's handy. Yeah, it's it looks really great. Yeah. I'm excited. And I, I, I guess I'll talk a bit more about ukulele. Yeah, because... I want to know about this bad boss. I haven't oh. actually heard about this. I got... So I got to, I think it's World 4. Mild spoilers, I guess, here. For I guess, if, if, if you really care, if yeah. You care. Like, World 4 is a is a casino world, which is... Oh, cool. It's not bad, it's kind of different, it does some different things, I but... I think that was in one of the trailers as well. Yeah, yeah. it probably has been. Uh, I, found, I found a particular boss. Okay. Which is tacked onto a Kartos stage, which... I'm not, I think I brought up last week, I don't like Kartos, and he's... Right. His minecart segments just don't gel with me. Okay. It's sort of, like, I didn't... I wasn't crazy about the minecart stuff in like the Donkey Kong games, but they sort of worked and felt responsive. Yeah, something about Kartos doesn't. Ah, uh, okay, that's see because I quite like the uh, the, car- the yeah, cart sections. Like, in I don't, one. I don't hate them. I always found them a little bit hard, but I felt like I was at least in complete control. It was very twitchy, but yeah, you sometimes in, the control. Sometimes as Kartos, I don't think I am, and it sucks. So basically, to the boss fight entails largely going on a course, and you've got to collect a certain amount of gems. Which isn't too bad. Like, yeah. you get hit, you lose a couple of gems, but there's plenty there. And you can, like, repeat segments if you make sure to okay. go off at the right parts. But then you beat that and you're like, cool, I'll get my pagey. I'm all good. No. No, Joel. A boss turns up. Okay. And you're like, okay, a boss. That's not too bad. Uh, I have the ability to shoot cannonballs out of Carlos. That's fine. Right. And you sort of learn his patterns. He drops sort of things in front of you and you're like, cool. Then he charges and you shoot him. But the thing goes for so long. Right. And you only have as much hits as you can... Like, you've got health. Like, I think I've got six hits in me, basically. Uh, and I know it's like, learn the patterns and get good. But yeah. controlling Kartos sucks. Right. And so then I, I finally... I finally don't like, yes, I did it. I hit him, like, the arbitrary four or five times. Because mm-hmm. apparently they're too good for the three-hit rule. Wow. And then I was like, cool, I did it. I beat him. And then he started phase two. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay and at this point I had like one hit left in me oh 
And I ended up dying. I was like, you know what? I'll try it again. Don't tell me. I tried again. No, it doesn't. It only doesn't. Say, you don't have to collect gems again. Okay. You do have to do the first phase oh, again, which is still pretty that's annoying. Okay, that's rough. And I was on a timer as well, so I'm like, I've got to go to work and like, oh, like shit, half an hour. Feeling. So Persona's gotten me so many times like that, and I'm like, I don't want to leave my PlayStation running because it's going to throw my play clock out. And I yeah, don't want that to happen. Basically, Persona, if I if I norm within like half an hour of work, I'm like, it's going to save. Yeah, it's going to cut myself off. Yep. But I was like, look, okay, I've got to beat this boss. I tried a good two or three times. I didn't succeed. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I quit for today. And then like, I, I closed ukulele and then sat da- sat back and realized that if I ever go do that again, I've got to go through that annoying Carlos oh. section. And then I kind of went, maybe I won't play uke- ukulele for a while. Oh. Maybe I'll put it on put it on the shelf and come back to it later because it, it drove me up a wall. Oh, that's not good. It's, it's such a shame. I haven't enjoyed the bosses in ukulele. I don't like them. Oh, that's such a shame. That's a real shame to hear. I yes, yeah. I I haven't played it yet because I I I changed my Wii U copy to a Switch copy, so I'm still waiting for mine. So, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like most of the other stuff is okay. Like I don't. I feel like they would have been better off focusing on like maybe smaller, more varied environments instead of going. Hey, there's like there's I think a total of five worlds. Okay. And they're pretty big, and like basically your objective is to get more pages, and all of those worlds can be made bigger. I'm like, that's cool, but I kind of like more varied environments. Yeah, and I having don't, I don't like mind if it's smaller if I get to go to different places. Exactly, and also like you know your way around more. So like you know if you've got a smaller area, like a concise area, you're like. I need to get to here. Ah, oh, cool. I don't need to look at a map. I just have to go there because I, I, I'm oh. familiar with this area. So Yeah, I mean, because like some of the maps have like shortcuts inside of them you can unlock. But even then, I'll if I go back to an area I've made bigger, I'm like, all right, how do I get to where I need to go? I've got to go straight ahead and then I cross the bridge to the left and jump up some things. And Ugh. I just it's sometimes it's like, couldn't I just have been smaller and just had different environments? Right. But I guess it was a design choice, and like, I'm still I was still playing it up until that boss. Yep. So so I got like to sixty out of 145 pages. So I'm getting there. Just yeah. that bosses maybe go. Yeah, I'm taking a break. Uh, taking a break. Sorry, ukulele. Well, you've got plenty on your plate at the moment as well. There is no shortage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even with Persona out of the way, you've still got New Game Plus on that. But oh. you've also got you know now got Snake Pass <laughs> in Snake Pass. If if your housemate's kind enough to lend you his copy of Horizon. Horizon. You've got that as I've well. Got so. Fire Emblem in a month. <laughs> yeah, like there's no shortage of stuff. Yeah. So I will... and it, it comes back to that whole like I hate to go on about it, but like for me with Mass Effect, like I don't, like I don't see myself going back to it in the in the immediate future because I have all these other things that once I'm done with the stuff that I'm really like I'm prioritizing. There's other stuff that I want to play. I want to play Horizon. I want to go back to Yakuza, especially after talking with you about it I'm just like man that game is good I want to go back to it I've been having a good time with it that game is such a good game and I I really want to see it through so I did my did my first trip to an adult video place oh yeah how'd you go with that I got the trophy yep Yep. I had had a laugh about the trophy it's a great trophy yeah and then I was kind of like I may never do that again (laughs) yeah I I had the same thought I was like don't know how I feel about this especially because it's like it's it's like live action people <laughs> i know it's or, so it again it just feels it's so like, it, it is, it's nothing like hardcore oh like, no fucking anything like that it but it's still like it feels really grimy a little You're bit like, uh, it's, not, it, it's not explicit no 
But it just, yeah, like you're it's right, because they're live just, action, you're kind of like... pretty Japanese girls wearing, like, you know, bathing suits. Yeah, and that, like, there's nothing wrong with there's it. There's nothing wrong with that, but I mean, when it's you, also, like, the setting that you're in is, I like, mean, when you back out, it does have the character make a noise, and the yeah, shot is of, like, a box of tissues. tissues. Yeah, it's, yeah. And even, like, even funnier, like, when I left, it was the one, because I was playing as Majima. So I left, and the guy, it basically triggered the start of, like, his friendship meter. And I was like, oh... We can be friends. That guy is my favorite, though. He's so weird. He's so <laughs> hilarious. So um, you're a, you're actually probably a, just up to where I stopped playing. I think um, going to lap you. Yeah, you probably will, especially because I'm still fucking plugging away at Persona. So <laughs> well, Yakuza is going to be my main game. Yeah, probably for next week. And that's not a short game either. Like I mean, no. Every time I think I'm like, I'll just I'll just go do this chapter. It's fine, and I'll walk along and it'll trigger a hundred different side yeah. quests. I'm like, all right. Which is the best part of that game, really? Like the the main quest is re- the main storyline is great. It's really it's it's enthralling, and I'm interested to see where it goes. But these little like vignettes you get from all these side characters are. So insane, but there's some cool so ones. Charming, yeah. Like I did one for a little girl where she wanted specific plush toys, so I had to go play the claw game to get the plush toys she wanted. Yep. And now she calls Majima daddy. Yep. I was like, okay, this is a thing. On the flip side, there are ones where I'm like, really? And I was have like, you finished that whole little girl? Not one? yet. There's more to it. I got her like I think the third one was what I got her. I think yeah. She, I think she wants never blue version of like yeah. Oh, how many plushy there's toys? There's only do you like want? one or two more. Like there's, oh, there, I've, I've seen the end of, okay. of of hers. I think yeah, it's it's interesting. But on the flip side, there's ones that I kind of kind of raise my brows at. Like there's the guy who wants to cross the bridge in that jacket. Oh man, that's so guys, funny. He he goes to do it and gets immediately beat up. So yep. you kind of got to escort him. That was a pain in the ass. Oh, it was so. a pain in the ass. Have you done the uh, the human statue one? Yes, I have. Yeah, he just wants to go great. go to the toilet, go to the bathroom, and you have to try and like sing and create a diversion so he can run <laughs> yeah. away because he doesn't want to break the magic for all his audience. It's so, <laughs> it's, it's so I love that though because he, he goes into it afterwards. He's like, you know, it's like the magic of performance. I don't want to break that illusion for the people who are watching me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's especially from someone like like I come from a performance background. Like, I'm like. Yeah, you're fucking right. Like that's that's exactly. You don't want to break that immersion that these people have of you performing. Um, what was the other one I was going to say? That you see if you've done. Have you done the one where the you're getting the little the the game for the little kid? Yes. Yeah. The not Dragon Quest game. Yeah. Um, that one's great too. I just love the the progression of that, and then the end of it was really nice as well. I was like, oh, okay, this is. I also had a did a, did one which was basically a couple was getting engaged. That one's great via too. crossword puzzles, yep. and I pretended to be some girl's boyfriend. And that's the other one as well. Yeah, those ones are really good. It's full of just fun little things to do, and I. But I do. I'm like, but I want to get to the next chapter. But all of this is so compelling. Exactly, and that's the thing that all the like. There's so much content in that game, and all of it is good. Like it's all at the very. At very least, it's good. Like, and then I see Mister Shakedown walking my way, and you're like, "Fucking run, run, leg it." Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd want to get back to that as well. That's definitely on my uh, on my list. I, I enjoyed that game a lot. Uh, but have you been playing anything else, Kyle? Uh That basically covers it, really. Yeah, it's been a bit of a quiet one this week. But I mean, we we spoke about we played some cool games last night. I played some pinball and remembered that I suck at pinball, but I love it still. I'm really bad at it. I, I came to the realization that maybe Mario Kart 64 hasn't aged yes, as well. Yeah, right. It's like it's still fun for that nostalgic factor. Like I started trying to like drift. Yeah, me and, too. And do it like and I it would happened. normally, like, and like do it like like, but like hard drifting. So like 
really leaning into the corners and stuff to like that. To get like the, 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 the burn. Yeah, or even fire. just like to, to corner as well. But yeah. I'm just like, whoa, this game is slidey as fuck. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, once I got used Especially to it. Especially on like a mirrored track, which I was just like, oh, mirrored. Yeah. Well, oh. And like littered with bob ombs as well. Like, so many yeah. Fucking bob ombs. Bob ombs everywhere. Um, Bar Tronica is really cool. If you are in Melbourne, it's in, I think, in Little Burke Street. It's definitely worthwhile checking out. Um, they serve some really great drinks. They have some cool cocktails as well. I've been there twice now. I really like it, so... Yes! All right, shall we move into some news, Kyron? We probably should. Yes. All right, let's kick it off with a, with a bang. Is it, uh, a, is it a bang? Well, it, it, I'm, sure, I'm sure Activision see it as a bang. It's the but... sound that the guns make. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, a, a few weeks ago, I think we talked about that Call of Duty was rumoured to be going back to World War Two for their next instalment in the franchise. With the uh, classic name, Call of Duty WW2. Which is the name. We get it. And yes, it is the name because it has been confirmed. Yeah, basically that is real. The full reveal, which I'm assuming is going to be like a trailer for it, is coming on April 26th, which is two days time. Three days time, probably by the time for us. Yeah, so obviously, I, I, because of that, I, we probably shouldn't talk too much about what we think will be in it. Yeah, like I, I'm, like I'm imagining it's going to be kind of Battlefield One esque. Again, I still think I stand by the fact that I somehow am more forgiving to Battlefield for being. Well, we're set in World War One, and we're Battlefield. Let's just be Battlefield One, yeah. As opposed to Call of Duty, going, what if we were Call of Duty WW Two? It's like oh, doesn't really roll off the tongue. It doesn't really roll off the like tongue. Like <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. And it, it, we get what you're trying to do. Yeah. Because, like, the font as well is, like, the Modern Warfare font. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, sure. Mm. I mean, maybe... Do you, Activision? Is, I, I do wonder if it's meant to be called Call of Duty WW2, or will it be called Call of Duty World, World War Two? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. It'd be interesting if it was just called World War Two. I think that would be a, probably a... It's not. It's, it'd, be, it'd be weird though. That'd be like one of the first instances where like a game doesn't get like an acronym. It gets like sh- like increased in length because like because right. shortening it is just too annoying. It's, yeah. So mm. it's like I oh, just I'm playing I'm playing COD World War Two. Yep. Um, um. But yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. I'm mostly interested. More I'm interested it. to think if you how do you think they're going to handle the speed of the game? That's what I'm most curious about. I think exactly. Well, yeah, because I mean, like the the most COD. The things have been all about, like, wall running and doing... All, all movement. Sick flips and, so, like, parkour. Parkour wasn't invented in World War Two. No, what? It, like, it wasn't, it wasn't. I know. I mean, the, the wars weren't really suited for it either. Well, that too, yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you can't really do, like, a sweet, like, roll flip over, the, like, the, the middle of a tank. Like, yeah. Like, it's not going to work, but... but... I'm just curious, because, like... And again, Battlefield 1, because Battlefield has always sort of... It hasn't really been that fast. No, it, they go for scale more than, like... Yeah, so... Whereas, like, Call of Duty's, like, a lot of, like, really compact maps that... That you sprint require, a lot. Yeah, exactly. You require to, you to run around a lot. So, so. I'm, I am interested to see if they're going to go, like... Because they've got to slow it down, right? Yeah. And But I'm curious to see how that's going to be received. Like, I'm, it will probably be fine, but and it's, it's Call the thing of Duty. Though, yeah, well, it's the thing, though. Is it going to be, like... Are people going to, like, if it's slowed down, that's the thing that differentiates Call of Duty from from Battlefield. So, yeah. really, like, that, like uh, pacing is one of the big things about, like, Call of Duty is a very fast-paced, Twitch-based shooter, almost. It's it's borderline, like, Unreal Tournament. Like, especially nowadays, especially with the last iterations, like Infinite Warfare and things like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's super quick. Like, 
Um, and you've got like your exoskeletons and exactly. your fancy guns and yeah, yeah and all your different tech trees and, and shit. Stuff. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it'd be interesting to see what they're gonna do, and if it's gonna be like, well, Battlefield One's already done this, and it's, why would I play this when Battlefield One is such a great experience? They're gonna have to bring something to the table, but it's so hard to bring something to the table when you're dealing with such a subject like World War Two. Yeah, well, I mean. As much as people were like, hey, you guys should, like, Battle for One did good with World War One. you guys should go back to World War Two. It's like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Call of Duty has sort of done its time there. Yeah. But, like, again, at the same time, like, with the newer visuals, it might feel fresh enough with that. That's true. Because, um, like, the last time we saw World War Two in COD was, was it, like, Call of Duty 2? Or three? Three, I think. Yeah, it was the And that was one. like a, an early 360 went, game. Because then they went to like World at War, and then I think it was oh, like yeah. Warfare. So, but World, World, World at War was like the Vietnam, wasn't it? I honestly don't remember. Sure, I think from I, I rented it from a game store and yeah. played it for like a couple of hours and was like, yeah, cool, I got, I got the gist of this. Fine, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, but I, I'm pretty sure we were like this when Battlefield 1 got announced. And we were like, how can they deal with such a, a subject matter? Like, cause, I mean... Not to like prioritize wars or anything like that, but World War One is a much more horrific war, I guess. It was in some a, aspects. It was pretty brutal. More brutal, yeah. I think like what you got to think of is like mustard gas and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like, oh, which I, I think like World War Two was a lot more like the the politics side of the thing of things was a lot more prominent. Like I mean, the fighting was there without without going too far into it. Like in World War Two, there's a guy that you you sort of like. We gotta stop that guy. Yeah, yeah. I guess, and I don't want to. That's it's probably a bad way to say it. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I feel like again, I don't want to say that Battlefield One did World War One justice. Like, yeah, it def- How do you do? How exactly. do you do justice to it? Yeah, but it, it. I think it tried its best to handle it in a classy manner. I think it did. Well, I haven't played it, but from what I've seen, with absolutely. With yeah, how its story is told and like how it it sort of plays out. I was kind of like. Oh, it hasn't. It hasn't like it hasn't revolutionized anything. But I, I feel like it did its best to be like, look, I know this is a game all about shooting people. Yeah. But World War One was, oh boy. Yeah. So again, I'm just really curious to see how how Activision tackle World War Two and like just and what kind of narrative they're going to go with. Like... Yeah, and and just also just how they sell it to fans who have been so used to yeah the Twitch shooting. Yeah. I mean, on the bright side, like I would say they don't have to go up against Battlefield this year, but they are going to be coming up against Battlefront. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's they they, they probably can afford to take a few leaves out of Battlefield One's book. Yeah, because Battlefront Two will be slower. It'll be yeah. Battlefront One wasn't a, a fucking Twitch shooter. You no, 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 no. It was yeah, and so, from the sounds of Battle, like Battlefront Two is going to be much bigger in scale than Battlefront One was as well. Well, here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean that well, we even put that on the news. Did we talk about that last week? Or I think we. Decided not to because the full teaser would come out. Right, yeah. So uh, we might as well touch on that now, I guess, briefly. I guess like, we'll, we can lead into that. Yeah. I'd say that probably does it for, for Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But, I mean, that Battlefront 2 trailer looks pretty great. So, it looks great. Yeah. I don't want to be too cynical. I, I know, <laughs> but it's, it's hard not to be with these type of games. But I remember Battlefront 1. Yeah. Battlefront 1. And I remember being really excited. I didn't end up picking it up at launch because mm. reviews were basically like... The game's good, but there's not enough here. There's not enough game, yeah. And they showed a lot of cool-looking stuff in that trailer for Battlefront 2, but like, in the back of my mind, it's like, but DLC. Yeah, and look, 
I'm pretty sure EA has confirmed there's no season pass, which is interesting. I think that, yeah, they did say that. So I am curious. So there's going to do packs. Yeah, there'll be like, content Which packs, is, which... makes sense, I guess. I guess. And it, I don't, I'm just curious to see how much they cost and how frequent they are. Would it, It'd be cool if they added, like, OG Battlefront stuff. It was like a pack. You get, like, they did three packs of, like, you get, like, the Outer Rim and Rogue One in one pack. And then you get... Well, I feel like... The fucking Death Star and one something of, else. And... One of the Battlefields brought back, like, old maps, like, from Battlefield yeah. 2 and stuff, so... Because, it... I mean, like, those maps, like, I like most of those DLC stuff were great, because when I picked it up, like, three or four months ago, um, and played it for, like, three weeks, which I don't <laughs> regret, I paid, like, 20, I think I paid, like, 30 bucks for it, or 25 bucks for, like, all of the DLC, and I played through it all, and I really enjoyed all of it, especially, like, being able to... To do the trench run and you got to do, be you got to be in the Star Wars. I got to be in the Star Wars and it was cool. Like doing that trench run was awesome fun and and that the the absolute horror when you got when you were picked as one of the team members oh, to go terrifying. down to the trench. You're like, oh shit, oh just, god, just let me step into dogfight. It's easier. Yeah, uh, I'm just having fun shooting tie fighters. This is fine. <laughs> Everything's good. Um, even in the Rogue One one as well, being being um being made one of the U wings. Oh god! And having to try and get through the fight, and because everyone, everyone else has to support you, basically. And how often did that happen? Well, not very, but like also too, because you, you, you obviously just want to make a beeline straight for that, that yeah, uh, that portal, but, you but can't afford to. And like it, they're not con- the greatest control, like rightfully so, because they're not very maneuverable. So um, yeah, they're, they're more troop transport. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the stress of that was awesome because you felt the stakes, like. Especially if you'd seen the movie, you're like, I know, I know what these people are going to do. Like, this is what I'm. I'm taking these people to go and get the plans for the Death Star, and to to sabotage this um this base on Scarif. Um, so yeah, if they could bring that back, I'd be interested. But the campaign looks really interesting. I the fact that it's told from a uh, an imperial perspective. Now let's not fool ourselves here, Joel. Okay. She starts as an Imperial. Yeah. It seems like it picks up at the end of Jedi when the Death Star, the second Death Star blows yeah, up. Yeah, and she's on Endor. Yeah, uh, and so she'll be fighting for the Empire. She is switching sides. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because you'll be playing as the Rebels. Because... But it'd be interesting to see, like, oh, yeah, I'm being able really to play excited. and, like, walk through. Like, I'm, there might be a part, like, the tutorial might be, like, you walking through the Death Star and, like, getting to learn the controls. So being able to walk through an environment like that without being hostile... Oh, yeah. Like, uh, considered hostile would be, I think, would be interesting. It'd be an interesting thing to do. But, um, yeah, definitely. And it's cool, but it's like, it's we're getting a, a female protagonist. Yeah. Which is always awesome. Yeah. Like, a female protagonist from the Empire is definitely a cool way to make me go, oh, you've got my attention. Yeah. Like, it's they're, they're, they're ticking all the boxes here. It's really good. I just hope they can deliver on it. I hope so, too. Um, But, I mean, after the, the like, everyone going, oh, Battlefield, again, Battlefield 1, how are you going to deal with this sort of, like, narrative? And they did really well with it, so, um, I'm interested. I'm it's very... also worth pointing out that it's cool seeing a bigger, there's, there was more footage of, like, space combat. Yes. So it sounds like maybe they're finally going to be like, oh yeah, Star Wars, we should have, like, more space combat. Yep. Because it's for Star Wars. And speaking of vehicles, I That's think what, I read that... I was about to say this. Yeah, so... So, the vehicles are basically being brought to you by the Burnout team. So Criterion's sort of working on making those vehicles feel fast and fun to control. Oh, and if there's one thing that Criterion know how to do well, it's, it's how to make you feel like you're going fast. And but, have fun. Oh, yeah, exactly. Have fun doing so. And and 
Oh man, I can't wait to see some of those vehicles tear apart if they're doing like. All I can say is oh. if if this goes well and they get that right, EA, please let Criterion make a Rogue Squadron game. I just want a Rogue Squadron uh, game. I just want another Burnout game, Kyrie. No, I, fu- I'm sorry, fuck Burnout now. I no, want... I want to bet. Even just remaster Burnout Three Takedown. Put that out. I will pay for. I will pay sixty dollars. Fine. Like, I mean, that would that eighty dollars for that game. That wouldn't take him away from making a, a full new Rogue Squadron game. So just, you can have your Burnout remaster. Fuck yeah, I'll have that. I'll take that. I just, I, I'm on board for. I'd love to see it. Okay. I just want another Rogue Squadron. Yeah. And if it, if they can, if they get ships right, then please. Yeah. I just want one. Um. But also the vehicles and the hero power ups aren't there anymore. I think. No. I read. Yeah, they're slightly reworked. So because. I mean, it's fair enough as well. Like, I do remember playing a lot of Battlefront 1, and you you kind of want it to be the hero, because, you know, who doesn't want to be Han Solo? Exactly, yeah. And then, like, a player token... Uh, like, so, basically, it was token-based in Battlefront 1. So, the token would spawn, and if you picked it up, you got to be the hero. Yeah, and they were pretty, like... They were frequent enough. They were frequent enough that, like, you always at least got one or two around, like, yeah, a match. I got to play as Han Solo a bit, and... Soil myself when I would turn around and see Darth Vader running at me. Yeah, like, oh, I can't yeah. get out. I can't get out of here. It was. It's literally like that. That that, that final scene in Rogue in One. Rogue One. Like, spoilers, yeah. but like, yeah, where he just starts. I had a moment like that where I was on. I think I was playing an outer rim, and um, I came around a corner <laughs> and he just sort of turned and looked at me. The person who was playing is Darth Vader, and it was like a second, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then he <laughs> just dead. went started walking towards me and swinging his lightsaber and I'm like shooting him and he was just deflecting everything and then Force choked me and threw me into a wall and I'm like, well, I'm dead. As it, as you should be going against Darth Vader with a blaster. Yeah. You were probably never mm, going to succeed. Not, not a good thing. You need to gank that motherfucker. Uh, it, it, so this is a quote from... Uh, who are we? Someone from Dice. Someone from Dice. Where is his name? Uh, Bernard Diemer, the creative director at DICE, uh, said in, in uh, an interview on uh, Polygon, this article's from, uh, basically is, uh, in the first game, heroes were a momentary power trip, and for a short time you felt like you were almost invincible, he said. In Battlefront 2, we wanted to give more depth. We made the heroes more, much more physical. They have more presence. Uh... And Dima also teased a career for the game's hero characters, letting players unlock new abilities for characters like Yoda and Darth Maul as they play. That way, he said, players will find new ways of personalizing them to their playstyle. Do you think maybe they're going like a slight MOBA progression route with it? It sounds like it. So, like, it's sort so, of embracing like the hero status of the character. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I'm, I'm, I'd be all over that. That'd be that's such a great idea. Having like, like a very limited but like skill tree that you can unlock. By doing stuff in the game, I don't know if I'd want it in like regular deathmatch though, because like that would mean that ca- that person sort of they're going to want to spend a lot of time as a hero. That's true. Yeah, just I a little like if there's a particular mode, like because they did have heroes versus villains. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so maybe if, if I'd actually be okay with that if they had like a mode yeah. sort of thing for that. That'd be cool, and like having like you know. The, the Empire team with, like, Palpatine and Vader and Darth yeah, Maul well, like, I re- from all franchises, like, just random people <laughs> there hanging out. I remember... Krennic's there running around, like... I remember in my time with Battlefront when you'd play Hero, Heroes vs. Villains and you'd just... You'd see the Darth Vader surrounded by, like, ten Stormtroopers. Yeah, it was like... It was literally, like, you know, like, kids playing with, like, action figures. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool, and then now Yoda's here and he's hanging out with Qui-Gon and then there's this other guy. It's like... Like, that, those what-if scenarios that you sort of make up in your mind, you could reenact. And I guess that's the beauty of Battlefront. Like, 
like I said, I didn't play for very long. I played for like two or three weeks. Um, but the time I had with it, I have fun. I have fun being a part of the Star Wars. You got to be in the Star Wars. I got to be in the Star Wars. And it, it felt like I was in the Star Wars. That's the best part it about it. It sounded like it. It looked yeah. like it. Um, so, next, Kyron, I just want to move on to something that I just want to talk about briefly because I'm very excited about this. You're not excited, but I don't care. I'll explain why I'm not excited once you talk about it. Everybody's Golf is coming out August 29th. I'm stoked because I played far too much of Everybody's Golf on the Vita. I downloaded it because it was a plus game. And I'm like, because oh, I, I actually don't mind golf games. I, mini golf is like a, like a, I, I'm a bit of a, like, you know, a bit of a fiend for mini golf. I love it. I love a good mini golf course. Um, I'm going to Holly Molly this week in Melbourne, which I'm very excited about, uh, which is drinking a mini golf, which sounds like the best combination. Um, but I, I enjoy playing golf games. I don't know why. I just, I, I have a fascination with, I don't watch golf. I don't follow golf. I just, I like Playing golf. Um, and everybody's golf is really cool. It's like weird anime bullshit looking fucking golf. Uh, and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I played a lot of that game. Uh, and so I was, I'm excited for the new game to come out. It's coming out August 29th. Uh, but this time, not only can you play golf, you can ride around in golf carts and you can hunt for treasure and you can fish and you can do all this crazy shit outside of golf. And I'm pumped. I'm pumped, Kyron. I just want to bring it up because, you know, I'm like, I, I, as one of the co-creators of this podcast, I can throw things in like this, so it's fine. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. So, why are you not excited for everybody's golf, Kyron? So, I mean, here's the thing. I have nothing against it. <laughs> yep. I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah. It's just, I feel bad for being that guy going, yes, Joe, I know you're excited, but August is, like, I. so I'm still not up to my games, obviously. Yeah, right. Cool. Spoke about it at the start, and I can only imagine it's going to get worse. Yeah. Like, there's already... I, I am at least going to be playing the new Middle-Earth game in August. Ah, I'm, 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 I'm off that ship. That's yeah, you, I just, I'm, I'm going to play it, and you're yep. going to hear me complain about it. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that episode. It's um, going to be a fun one just to sit back and let you go nuts. And I'll, I know it's something really strange to get picky about, but I was watching the trailer, as you put it on earlier, and it's just... I, it always is weird... Seeing those sort of like not like realistic locales, but they were definitely more detailed. Yeah, there's lots of detail in them, and the characters were still sort of the weird sort of anime. They look like they look like me's. Yeah, like avatars. Sort yeah, of things. Um, avatar and, anime avatars. Really, they do. They look weird. I actually think they look better in the Vita version than this one. Actually, yeah, that's strange. But I'm worried about that, but I, I don't care. The, the the gameplay mechanics of it are fun. Like, there's enough yeah. depth in there that. Makes like I said, it, it was just a thing that I noticed. I'm like, that looks a bit oh, weird. You are not wrong. Like, I, I, I would it, much rather them just stylize it. Just go crazy. Yeah, go really over the top with it. Like, just like, be anime. Persona Golf. Persona Golf, if only. Oh. <laughs> oh. There's Wait, a, we'll, we'll touch on There's a story that could happen. Um, never rule it out. No, but yeah, you know, I just wanted to touch on that. That's fine. We don't need to dwell on everybody's <laughs> golf. I'm sure I'm, I'm buying it when it comes out. Uh, and I'm sure I'll talk about it. When it does come out, you can you can just have a snooze while I talk to the audience about <laughs> everybody's golf. So look forward to that, everyone. I'll pick your brain about it. <laughs> Alrighty, what have we got next? Uh, we have. Did we talk uh, about the teaser trailer? I think we did. Maybe I don't remember. Either way, there was a teaser trailer that, that Bandai Namco put out the other week with the hashtag "Prepare to Dine," mm-hmm. 
and it sort of seemed to showcase what looked like a stylized Bloodborne sort yeah, of game. Yeah, like, aesthetically wise, it looked like, and character design wise, it looked very Bloodborne. And, so. like, and even like that, the, the slashing and hacking mm-hmm. sort of seemed reminiscent of Salt and Sanctuary, which felt like, which was essentially a Dark Souls game. Uh, so that teaser trailer has burst to life. It's been it's been born now in, a, in the form of like a magazine reveal for a game called Code Vein. Uh, yeah. So it's, ba- I've, I don't know if it's like the full team, but it's basically by the God Eater guys, which I've never, I've never played God Eater, but it sort of feels, God Eater sort of seems like a game that sort of jumped in on the uh, like Monster Hunter light experience bandwagon. Yeah, I, I, I have looked at picking up God Eater 2 um, especially for my Vita, just because it looks like looked like fun. It kind of <laughs> it sounds really weird, but it, it looked like Ruby, uh, the Rooster Teeth show. So that's what kind of like intrigued me. But there is a Ruby game. Right? There is a Ruby game which I need to buy. Still, actually, <laughs> you just reminded me that I need to purchase that game. So I'll I'll read the summary of it. Okay, <laughs> which says. In the not-too-distant future, a mysterious disaster has brought collapse to the world as we know it. Towering skyscrapers, once symbols of prosperity, are now lifeless graves of humanity's past pierced by the thorns of judgment. At the center of the destruction lies a hidden society of revenants called Vane. This final stronghold is where the remaining few fight to survive, blessed with gifts of power in exchange for their memories and thirst for blood. Give into the bloodlust and fully uh, give into the bloodlust fully and risk become one, becoming one of the lost fiendish ghouls devoid of any remaining humanity. So vampires? It's basically anime vampires. Look, I'm not. I'm not opposed to I'm it. Not opposed to it, and like I'm just looking at the screenshots now. Um, it looks. It looks pretty, and I like the character I, designs too. I forgot like the screenshots came out as well. Yeah, the character designs look pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, obviously we're underwhelmed. Like we had lofty expectations in our head. I mean, I just I do want to take this time mostly to be like, oh, Ben Namco, I had a feeling you were just trying to capitalize on the Dark Souls hype with the with the hashtag like Pedadine set up expectations. A little on the nose. Look at that! But look at this one. That looks very. Looks a little Persona Five ish. Yeah, like I said, I'm not opposed to it. Mm. It's just like, Uh, yeah, like the way they're doing this is weird though, because so it had the teaser. Then it's got the magazine spread. Now it's the screenshots, and then there's a trailer coming later. Yeah. So like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and Code Vein doesn't stick to my brain. It's yeah. Was it on Easy Allies that we're talking about? Yes, it the was. Fact, yeah, that like you get two. You have like a teaser and then a reveal. You don't get four. You don't get teaser, then an like, announcement spread, then screens, then trailer, then trailer. Then you, yeah, that's just it's... you're spreading yourself a bit too thin. Because, really? yeah, like, especially we talked about, we talked about a lot, like, how the PR cycles are so much shorter. Yeah. So, yeah, you've really got to capitalize on those things. And I I can't say it looks bad, because no. the screens look okay, the summary, I mean, I'm into anime stuff, so... And it doesn't say what it's coming out for yet, either. Yeah, uh, no, it's, does it? Coming to consoles. There we are, yeah. in 2018, so... So, mysteries. Yeah. Could be Switch. Hey, if it's on the Switch, I'll fucking buy that. If it's on the Switch, I'll probably buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, if, especially if it has, like, co-op stuff, which... Oh, shit, yeah. Well, if it's made by the God Eater team, that had a lot of co-op stuff, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong on that. I feel, I, I feel like I it... feel I, like it was, because... I, I could be getting it messed up, because there was a lot of games that came out around the same time. It was like time. that, and Freedom Wars, and then, like, <sighs> there's still, like, Monster Hunter had a resurgence. Yeah, and, and then there's other ones as well, like, just... 
what was there was, that, there was a Vita one that was sort of similar as well. Yeah, Freedom Wars, wasn't it? No, there was another one. Oh, there was another one? I bought it from Cashies really cheap. Ooh. I can't remember what it's called. But there was oh, a... Soul Sacrifice? Yes. Yeah, there we go. So that was another one that was sort of similar. So I get them all confused yeah. all the time. Yeah, I, I was interested in Soul Sacrifice as well, but... Uh, so it's on, like, I'll look into it, but I, that's if I don't forget about it. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a bit of time yet. It's not coming until 2018. I'm assuming this, this, the trailer we get for it will be at E3. Probably. I mean, we are, oh God, we're getting close to E3. Imagine, though, if that was part of Nintendo's Direct at E3. They're like, <laughs> surprise, bitches, this is a Switch first console. Bandai Namco. I'm I, not, maybe. I'm just saying, anything, this. I, I said last week, I want every game on Switch. The so. age we live in is a crazy one at the moment. So who fucking knows? Destiny 2's on PC, like what's what's going on? Yeah, well that was illogical. That just that was a bad I, I example. Don't, I don't understand why Destiny One wasn't on yeah, PC. Yeah, that was a bad example. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll keep our eyes on that. I'm I'm intrigued, but it's going to be pushed to the back of my mind for the moment until yeah. I see something about it in like six months time. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, it's just it was just weird. <laughs> and again, like I do, I do was just wanted to be like, oh, behind Namco, prepare to die. Right, yeah. They stop, gotcha. Stop. They gotcha. Stop. Oh, they gotcha. I want to know what From Software is doing. Oh. Stop. <laughs> I'm sure everyone wants to know what uh what From Software is doing. Moving on to greener pastures. We may see something soon. Who knows? Those guys. I don't know what. I don't know how they do it. Like they they churned out Dark Souls two, then Bloodborne, then Dark Souls three in like they, three they, years. They, With, they all had DLC. Yeah, they. they I guess they've they probably earned a break, haven't they? I don't know, man. <laughs> have they? I mean, like, maybe. in theory, yes. <laughs> uh, for, for someone who's a fan of the series, you're probably like, no, make <laughs> more, more. I, I, I respect and understand that human beings need breaks. Yeah, I do, exactly. But yeah. I also want to know what is next. Crunch <laughs> time shouldn't be a real... Or Mario time, if you're Miyamoto. <laughs> Mario time. The Mario time. Try, we, I was going to bring that up when that... Trying to cutesy it up. Yeah, when that news story came out, that was Mario time. So like, no, that's... That's still crunch time, that's and that's still better. a bad thing, yeah. Um, okay, speaking of wanting more from franchises that we love, Kyron, uh, Atlas have, this week has come out that they have registered a whole bunch, whole bunch of trademarks and a whole bunch of uh, web domains. They, they themselves have boarded the Persona 5 hype train. Oh yeah. And like, we've got to lock that shit down. And not just Persona 5 either, like it's... No, predominantly Persona 5, but like... There's also a bunch of other weird ones. Yeah, so the the list that we have at the moment are of domains that they've they've trademarked. Uh, RPG.jp is all obviously Japanese sites. Hand, hand you on a lockdown if you're Atlas, really. Oh yeah, um, that's yeah. You know, I'm surprised that's not <laughs> been taken. Actually, now you think of it, RPG.jp. Uh, that's pretty like okay. Uh, then the TOS. Goblinbuster.jp, which is the Japanese Tree of Saviour site, whatever that means. Uh, Persona8.jp, Persona9.jp, Persona10.jp. Which I guess implies they already have like six and seven on lock. Fucking who knows if well, that's like, the case. It's like, no, nah, fuck it, we're going straight to, straight to eight. Let's get to. I mean, I can't. I can't fucking. Yeah, they're gonna do like a like a no, Windows. There is no like six or seven. It's like no. nah. Persona Eight is the new one. I wouldn't put it past them. I, I want some sort of weird fucking. Oh god. Anyway, uh, then there's also uh, p5ag.jp, 
p5r.jp, 4game.jp, pq.jp. PQ2. Oh, PQ2, sorry, because it's, yeah, Persona Q2, presumably. presumably. Um, 13c.jp, p3d.jp, p5d.jp, Persona Dance.jp, and p5u.jp. So, those last four in particular, the P5, P4D was Persona 4DAN, which is great because it's almost dance. Um, which was dancing all night. So, I, I, I mean, did Persona dancing all night did pretty well? I think. Uh, I, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> really, Atlas isn't too fast. That's true. Because it did like, well enough, and, that... and they know that their their, their fan base is going to buy it. Well, I'll the, buy it. They got a lot of mileage out of a Persona Four characters, mm-hmm. and I have no. I'm not surprised. Like even if I, if like most of these are nothing. And it's just him going, no, you, so we have this, just in case. Yeah. Like, I don't feasibly see us getting a Persona 3 dancing all night game, like, by three, P3D. Persona 5 dancing all night, though. That I can see happening. That's potential. Like, that makes sense, really, yeah. if you're Atlas. Now, Persona Dance.jp. I was talking to you, I, we were at an arcade tonight, and I was playing Dance Dance Revolution, which has got lots of awesome J-pop music in it. And I love, I love Dance Dance Revolution. What a surprise that Joel loves another rhythm game. <laughs> um, it's probably the first rhythm game I actually really played and loved. That's where my love for them came from. Um, but I was saying I would love like a, a Persona arcade experience that was like Dancing All Night meets, meets DDR meets, and Persona music. It would be great. I imagine it would be a hit if that could come out. Japan would love it. I was gonna say if that could come out around about November, the first week of November, that'd be great because mm, you know that'd be that'd be awesome. Unless they're like, there. unless they're really far along. <laughs> now, no, 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 I've got, I've got faith. Um, no, this article on uh, Silicon Era suggested too that the P four a P five R could be Persona Five Racing. <laughs> Who knows? Who would you I mean, play? Would you play a kart race with Persona characters? Would it, so here's the thing. The question is: Would you play a Persona game with Persona characters? No matter what, uh, and one probably would be like, yeah, 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 I would, yeah, like because I love the Persona characters. Absolutely, yeah. And um, that, that makes me a, like I'm a victim to Atlas because Atlas is like, we're gonna do this because you're gonna buy it, yep. and I'm like, yep, absolutely. I am. I'm yep. gonna buy it. And I think now, especially this in this time uh, day and age, um, now that Persona is. I mean, like, it's the top of the PlayStation digital charts at the moment. It's a big boy. It's It's been brought to the masses now, and people, for the most part, are loving it. I think the people having experiences that people like me had playing, like, might not be in the JRPGs or anything like that, playing 4, or four uh, Golden, and getting into it that way, um, they're having that same experience with 5. Um, it's been really interesting to hear people's thoughts about this game, who've never played a game like this before, or even from people who do play JRPGs quite a lot, um, it was interesting hearing, like talking to to Brendan a little bit from from Eight Bit, from the Hungry Gamers. Um, those rotten adults. Uh, yeah, those rotten adults that are just up to no good. Um, yeah, he he was he was saying he's he sort of gets it now. You hit that point, and it's true with the, with the, this sort of game, like with with Persona, like you you get to that point where you're like. What the fuck is going on? And then it just sort of goes, okay, I'm in. I, I, I've accepted everything that I need to accept now. I understand what's going on for the most part. 
Oh yeah, like, and I'm excited to find out what's happening. It'll always be a weird, like, novella, social simulator, time management dungeon crawler. Yeah, that I will always love, and I'm like, how did this happen? Much like the like the visual style of it all, there's a lot of things going on, but it all somehow manages to work and make sense together. Um, Even if a cat tells me to go to bed, yeah, fuck, fucking Morgana. Morgana can just get off my back. Um, yeah, so uh, and I mean P five U like me, might be it's it's definitely P five Ultimax. Yeah, exactly. So I I'm, I, I mean, didn't play Persona Four Ultimax, which means you'd miss a chunk of the Persona I know, Four I'm story. Very fucking sad about that, especially I, when you play oh, the Suplex one. Yeah, which, which brings in the Persona Three characters. Oh Jesus! Which finally we find like oh. Persona 3? Yeah. Atlas, he remembered. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like, that's insane. The fact, like, I mean, obviously, this is just very, very, very much speculation at the oh. moment. And this is just them future-proofing themselves, obviously. Oh, yeah. But, like, given that's that... Still... Give, Atlas has already said, like, they said, like, like, maybe a month or so ago, but, like, we have future Persona announcements coming. It's like, well, of course you do. Mm. It's like, and I know... I know that somewhere out there, like, some people who really like Shin Megami Tensei are like, oh, fuck you, Persona. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's the one that really exploded. I am. It's, but it exploded, I think, because it's the most accessible of them. Because Shin Megami Tensei, for me, even for, as someone who's who's played a Persona game now, and, um, you know, well, you know, a Persona game and, and a half, um... Shin Megami Tensei still looks intimidating to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is more of a sort of traditional JRPG. Yeah. With, but it still has, like, the sort of the visual novel stuff that it, like, mm. Persona has. Was it, I mean, Apocalypse looked really interesting to me. Like, Yeah, I wish I had time to play Apocalypse. Yeah, like, that That would be one I'd really be... I think I got halfway through Shin Megami Tensei 4, and I really enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. it was definitely... Not not so much... I wasn't... It was just, like... I like the colour of Persona. That's the, the thing. Way it pops. And, like, SMT4 was good. And I will definitely pick up the SMT that's coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. But, man, those colours. It's, yeah. That, <laughs> the life. Well, it's, I, I've, I've said this before on multiple podcasts now, not only ours. Um, we should just call ourselves just the Persona podcast. Yeah, we should. We might as well at this point just call a spade a spade. Um, but I, I've said before, like, ever since you showed me that intro video of Golden, I was like, this music. These colors, these characters. What is this? I need this in my life, and that was I, I was love at first sight, and I haven't looked back since. Um, so yeah, I think it's right, and I think because it's not again. This is speaking from my experience, for it not being like a fantasy based JRPG or like you know, calling magic magic or anything like this. It's like it makes it more, I don't know, appealing to someone like me. Um, and also to the subjects of the the subject matter they deal with is still quite as fantastical as it is. It's very grounded in the way that they talk about things. I mean, like four deals with like dealing with that little voice inside your head that you try to push away, but you you really can't move on if you you go no that is a part of me. I I I I can be a better person if I accept that as a a part of me. And I think it's a really cool message and that Persona 5 is about getting shit done yeah exactly <laughs> and adults suck yeah rotten adults rotten adults trying to trying to feel you up and abuse you and ruin your steal life your money and yeah rotten anyway but yeah basically like it could easily be them just future proofing themselves but all you've got to do is look back at like Persona 4 Golden came out and then they did like they had dancing all night they had 
Ultimax, they had Suplex Ultimax Edition. Exactly. So they, they had, had like, yeah, different varying versions. They had Persona Q on the 3DS. Yeah, also which was great. I, I, it's hard. It's but very it's, hard. It's very hard, but I liked it. And I liked the story, like what I played of it. I liked, I liked the story. I liked all the chibi stuff. Oh yeah, the chibi, the so chibi designs were really cool. Persona Q was like is pure fan service, really. Oh if yeah. You, if you don't like, even if you, yeah, if you don't like Persona, don't play it. Oh god, no. Because like it's all just like, what if this character met this character? Yeah, exactly. And it's cool that like at the start of the game, it's like which cast would you prefer to interact with more? It's like which yeah. cast are you more comfortable with? Which then changes the soundtrack as well, like, which like is different great. songs interweave in. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, so I won't be surprised really if in a year from now, like this, like. Persona 5 Dancing and all this other stuff is coming out. Oh, give it but to me. At this point, it could just be them just going, no, we're just making sure. If if not for anything else... Atlas have a, have a past. Like, they'll, they'll yeah. do it. They'll do it. If, if not for anything else, to get, like, more remixes of Persona 5... Uh, remixes of Persona 5 music. <laughs> yes, please. Give it to me. Atlas, ma- uh, yeah, Atlas made these characters and the game took forever to make. So I was yeah. like... Mm, Why not? Welcome. And that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, they did it... Like you said, they did it with 4 and, like... All of the stuff that they did with Fall was fun. It was like weird, like you said, like weird, crazy what if scenarios on like fan servicey stuff and batshit crazy ideas about using the power of dance to try and defeat shadows. Oh, God. Which I still love. It's so good. It still confuses me that Persona 4 Dancing All Night and like the Ultimax games are like, yeah, these are apparently canon. I'm like, oh. Yeah. All right. This is legit. Sure, why not? Yep. I love it. I love it so much. So yeah, give me more. I mean, let me let me finish let me finish five first, and then I'll be even more on the hype train. Um, alrighty, let's move on to. <laughs> in a shocking twist, Karen, there is a rumored report out there from quote unquote trusted sources uh, revealed information to Eurogamer, which their track record in terms of having trusted sources has been pretty fucking solid lately. Um, they had their 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 sources said that the uh, Super Nintendo Mini, the SNES Mini, will launch this holiday. So you're telling me, Joel, that a week after the incidentally burnt to the ground in a horrible, angry rage <sighs> over the cancellation and the discontinuation of the NES Mini, Nintendo or Eurogamer had a trusted source go. Hey guys, I hear there's a SNES Mini coming. It's yep. like, that? D- first of all, duh. Just duh. Second of all, here's my money. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Can I, I will... shove it through the monitor on my, on my laptop to I, get it to you? I didn't pre-order a NES Mini. I ended up picking one up by chance, but I will pre-order oh, a, a absolutely. Mini. Absolutely. And, yeah. But I... I it I, doesn't make up for the disaster that was the NES Mini. Look, again, we just talk about Easy Eyes again on their podcast. They were talking about, like thinking about whether or not this would be the last of the NES Mini coming back, if it was going to come back. I think it was on on that. It's, been on, it's been on a few places, really. A few places was, I've been saying about, like... Japan's wording was a bit vaguer. Like, right. it was like, it's done for now, exactly. implying it could come back. And, like, why wouldn't they bring it back and, like, version 2? But now like this 50 is games on in it. the pipeline. I, I assume this is to replace it. Yeah. I mean, the Super Nintendo was largely considered... Their best console, really. Exactly, and I, I. But the thing is, though, that they in that statement that they released, they said something about it being this was never meant to be like a widely purchased consumer product, and it's like, wow, 
do you know how many people out there fucking love your brand and love your content? Do you, are you yes, really that? They, they do know. That's why yeah. this is all intentional. And that's yeah. They're going the Scarcity. Apple route, and, yeah, not yeah. Even, and not even Apple are doing the Apple route nope. anymore. So, I, yeah, if this is the thing, isn't even like a little bit more widely available, it, it's then they're gonna get sh- their shit together. Oh yeah, because yeah, the Nest the Nest Mini was a disaster. Yeah. And it will be, it'll be remembered as a disaster. Absolutely. And I really, I want to believe that in it's something in the deepest part of my heart that this is Nintendo's way of going. Look, we fucked up the NES Mini, but clean slate, S, like Super Nintendo Mini, will make it. It'll be better available. It'll be easy to get hands on. We'll make more of it. Well, but it's not going to happen. Well, you could argue that that's what they've done with the Switch. They're like, we fucked up with the Wii U. We get it. We're ceasing production on the Wii U. We're focusing on this thing now. So far, it's worked for the Switch phone. Exactly. So, fingers fucking crossed. But then the, the biggest question mark is like, yeah, but what are they doing with the virtual console? Yeah. Like, oh. it still it still feels weird that we'll... Like, it was weird having a world where the Nest Mini existed. Where it's like, yeah, you pay like... for like, I was 100 bucks Australia, Australian dollars. You get like a... You get 30 Nest games. Yep. It's like, cool. And a, and a cool... Thing cool, that sits on your shelf that looks cool. Awesome. Tiny Nintendo with really short cords. Yeah, well, yeah. That make it practically in- infeasible. That's the first thing they need to fix. Yeah, longer cords on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And please don't use the Super Famicom. To- oh, no. No, was it the Super Famicom in America? No, Super- no it was the Super Nintendo in America, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. But it was. It just had a it, shit design. It was the bad one. I don't want the bad one. It's the NTSC one, isn't it? Yeah. I want the, like, the Australian. Even the Japanese one would be okay. Uh. But yeah, yeah, so it was just the and it, yeah, with it was, like the purple buttons and stuff, it and just, it was like square and it looked like gross. It. But then you get the sweet looking. The European one was great. Yeah, it's the Japan great. one looks different again, and I would be happy with the Japanese one. The Japanese one actually looks kind of cool. I yeah, it's it. it's similar to ours. Most importantly, it's got the cool. I like our controller better. I like those colored buttons, and even the the cartridges were different. For ours as well. They yeah. were like that rounded. They looked really... I loved the design of the cartridges. Whereas the other ones looked like weird, like, Lego blocks stacked together. Yeah, just... Clunk, just into the yeah. Chink. It was the like... Power. It's like they took, they took like, the cartridges from, like, the NES and just chopped it in half. <laughs> like, that'll do. Ship it. The important thing is, Joel, mm. I will almost definitely have a new way to buy Super Metro when they do this. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> And a link to the past as well. And if it's, not, if it's not on the Nintendo, I will come for you. Yeah, uh, surely. <laughs> oh, yeah, surely. it will be there, but like, it'll be, just in case. At the very least, it'll be Super Mario World, you'll get, um, yeah, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, you'll get A Link to the Past, and oh, you'll yeah. get, uh, you get Mario Kart. Kirby Superstar Ultra. You'll get Mario Kart. And Mario Kart. If they can, if, uh, and then from then on, you can, you, you'll you can get, get a bit of room to get a little bit more. You'll get Donkey Kong Country, you'll get F-Zero. Mostly because they're not they're not doing enough F Zero. I'm sorry, it's no. just not happening anytime no. soon. Um, I mean, maybe at some point we should try to draw up a list on what we think they'll be. Will it just be thirty games, or will it be more? Well, I mean, less? we did we did a list of what we'd like to. Uh, one of our early podcast episodes, we did oh, a list did of, of of stuff we thought we'd we'd like to see on it. Um, Probably hasn't changed much. I no, just, I think it's just put it on there with like thirty copies of Super Metroid, <laughs> and I'll finish every one of them individually. Well, it was was. Final Fantasy 6 on... Yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6 were on Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think 6 would be a good choice, because apparently like people people love 6. 6 is... And for someone like me who's never got a chance to play it... 6 is great. 
be great. Yeah, to Kafka. Kafka was a good bad guy. There's mm. a bunch of good characters. Oh, I'm int- I, I'm intrigued by that opera thing. The opera thing is very cool. That's what that's what and I so want to play. Ri- so ridiculously ahead of its time. When you think when I when I think back to it, I'm like, wow, that was that was in like a Super Nintendo game. And that's why I want to play it. That's 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 why I want to go back and experience that. But I mean, I just hope I don't fuck it up. That's all I want to know. Will I yeah, fuck look, it up? The amount of times I look and for you listening out there, you may see us a, a little bit as Nintendo apologists or whatever. But it's just that we we like Nintendo. We grew up with Nintendo. That's what we. That's what we are. Like, I mean, we are, but we are apologists, but we're also... We're sitting here right now going, no, they screwed up. And yeah, many. exactly. So, like, it we was, do... We it do was ex- a bungle. Yeah, we do accept that, you know, we're a bit lenient on, on, on Nintendo sometimes, but seriously, like, don't fuck it up. Please don't fuck it up. Yeah, like, because I know that they're doing the scarcity thing. Uh, you know, make your stuff hard to get, and then people will want it more. But do that for fucking... Do that for a month. Or two months, and then be like, "Here's a second shipment," and it's like six thousand million of them. I still, like, I still remember how Amiibo went down originally. Uh, yeah, and they were so hard to get, and they were like, "Scubbles were like, oh, I'll buy it, and I'll sell it for like hundred bucks." They were fucking being babies. Then, yeah, and then like a month later, it's like, "Oh yeah, here's all these Marth Amiibo." And it's like, oh, yep. but I wanted to sculpt those. Yep. No, I can buy one off the shelf, and I can buy it because they're cheaper now too. Like, fuck yeah. it. And like that's the thing. Like Amiibo is like, I might, I might go pick up that new Amiibo. Like. Three weeks after release, it's fine. I don't think it's going to happen with the Smash ones, man. Oh yeah, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. As soon as I can get my hands on that bayonetta one, yeah, yeah. ones, yeah. plural. I'm going to get both those bayonetta ones. Yeah, I just want to want to do it right. Yeah. I, do you think it'll? If I, I do believe it's happening. Obviously. Oh, it has I, to be happening, and I, I, I believe it's happening for this year as well. I believe it's coming yeah for this Christmas. This, this Christmas, absolutely for sure. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving, I, I'd say, even. I do wonder, how, like, especially, did they maybe see the backlash from the NES Mini discontinuation? Is that maybe why we have this trusted source go, oh, the Super Nintendo is getting a mini version too? And the fact like, that it's going to Eurogamer again, it's like, yeah, okay. Well, I, 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 what what deal have Eurogamer struck with Nintendo? We, we rode the wild NX train for a long time. We did, that's true. But hey, look, at the, a lot of their sources were pretty... Yeah. And not just with Nintendo stuff, actually. They, they've been pretty... Like, I think with... Like, well, they got the, the Scorpio stuff, didn't they? It was Digital mm. Foundry and them, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, look, I, I honestly just... Even if it, even if this source didn't exist and this hadn't come out... Like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, they're definitely doing a Super Nintendo Mini. Oh, God, yeah. They had to The be. NES Mini was a success, even if they fucked it. Yeah. And, and like you said... The Super Nintendo is widely regarded as one of the best consoles of all time in so, general. So many of my favorite games are on that platform. It was so my many... first console. Like, yeah, it's, so you know, a lot of people our age, it was the, it was it was your first console. So that's why they really have to get it right. Yeah, they really do. You need to have the quantities because I think, as again, like NES Mini was cool and popular. I think the Super Nintendo Mini would be ridiculous. Absolutely, especially if you you, you bring out that games list. And especially like, again, and like off the back of the disaster of a Nest Mini, like everyone's gonna especially want this one. So oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna yeah, she's gonna get real. Fire up that factory and, and you get a working. Ooh, yeah, get get those cogs moving. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah. Alrighty, shall we move on? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Just don't fuck it, Nintendo. Don't fuck it up, Nintendo. That's, <laughs> that's the moral of the story this week. It's like a, it's like there's the title of the someone, episode. Someone, Nintendo, don't fuck it up. 
Someone, someone just needs to walk into the Nintendo office in Kyoto and be like, just don't fuck it up. I'll do just it. In, in, oh, it'd be too late by the yeah. time I'm in there. So it's fine. I mean, if you go to Kyoto, I guess. Yeah, we go to Kyoto. Yeah, it's just like, they just, they just need a constant reminder sometimes. Like, guys, just, just don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't fuck it up. You didn't fuck up the Switch launch, like, I guess. It. Like, like you, got out, you got as many out there as you could. You sold heaps. You sold it to Zelda. You got Mario Kart. You got some stuff coming out. But just don't fuck it up. Yeah. You've got, you're, like, you're, you're on the precipice of having a really good E3. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> You, you, this could be a year in Nintendo. Like, this could be the, the start of the comeback. Like, don't fuck it up, just please. Don't, just don't fuck it up. Oh, it's <laughs> just, it makes my brain hurt. It does, because... And my heart hurt as well. Well, because I know that I'm there for day one, anything I do. Oh, but yeah. I'm also there just going, just don't fuck it up. Just yeah. don't do it. Like, but we've had friends, like, one of our good friends is like, I'm not buying a Switch yet. Like, Which is fair. Like, I don't I don't need to. Like, I've been burnt too many times before. I don't need to buy this at it's launch. Like it's a like a completely understandable stance. Absolutely. As much as I love my Switch and I put over 100 hours into Zelda yep. and Shovel Knight now and then I've played Fast Racing and now I've got Snake Pass, plenty of stuff. But if you don't care about Zelda, like, I don't get it. There's not much point, yeah. And I get happy to wait for Zelda and wait like, exactly because there'll be there'll be good bundles come holiday season yeah with Zelda absolutely and Mario or Mario Kart and Mario and and Splatoon and ARMS and yeah, yeah like, so there's plenty on the horizon to look forward to there if you just wait yeah alrighty well I think we should move into some questions Karen well look at that question there Joel because well, we're not done with Nintendo yet we are not done <laughs> with Nintendo that's very true um so our question this week comes from the wonderful, the fabulous, Mr. Broderick Gordes, a uh, good friend of ours and also co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. I'll give you another shout out again. <laughs> he just said, he said, he actually said to us the other week, he's like, I don't need to do any promotion for my podcast. I just had to ask you guys questions. You do it for me. So, um, yeah, if you're into TV shows and you like hearing people talk about TV shows as, as much as you like hearing us talk about video games, um, go and listen to Hunting Seasons where they tackle each week, they tackle a new season of a TV show um, and break it down and really get into nitty gritty stuff with it. It's really great listen to, uh, to listen to. And if you haven't watched the stuff that they're talking about, it's a good excuse to go and watch that stuff. Uh, for instance, this week they're doing season, they're, the episode just came out with season two of Louie, uh, Louis CK's TV show, which um, I'm excited to listen to that episode because I really like that show. Um, so yeah, go and listen to them. They're lovely people. Damascan and Brod are fantastic. We love them. Like them both. Um, but Brod asks us, people often say Nintendo needs more third-party support. Do you think this is true? If yes, does that mean exclusives or just making sure they also get the annual COD release? If not, why and what should they do instead? Ooh, boy. Nintendo is always... I mean... Nintendo just isn't like the other guys. They're, no. not, they're not like Sony and Microsoft. They always do something a little bit different. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes it hard for the, when people who make COD. Like, Activision, mm-hmm. they've got to make sure the engine works on the Switch. And a lot of engines do. Yeah. Like, it's there. Because the groundwork is there. On a console, they want it, they, they, especially with FPSs, they want to get that, that, that frame, the, those frames running as smooth as possible. So yeah. So, they have to sacrifice some sort of graphical I mean, sometimes. I do think they need third-party support. Like, that's always a thing. But Absolutely. Nintendo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get anime here because I think Nintendo benefits best when they get the Japanese third-party support. Yeah. Which they, I think they're gonna get because I mean, first of all, Japan loves handhelds. Mm-hmm. The 3DS is 
basically king of Hawaii. even the vita sells well over there. absolutely yeah why the 3ds and the vita get so many cool japanese and games even like those social uh social rpgs that like, uh, mobile social rpgs yeah. as well they do fucking gangbusters yeah there. so first of all like it's it's obviously a genius move for nintendo to be like what if we what if an next hand like console was also a handheld it it may yeah, it's it's fucking insane the fact that you can now have instead of having two teams working on different things for different consoles you have like your th- your big first party that people know in the west and love Nintendo EAD. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, uh, like having them work on, like, home console, quote, uh, st- like, quality stuff, like your Marios and your, your Mario Karts and your Splatoons, even, and your Zeldas and things like that. But then you also have your Japanese market who are playing all the handheld stuff, and then you have your things like your Dragon Quests or... Your Pokemons. Your, your Pokemons or, you know, yeah, what's that weird one that Square Enix is doing for the Switch? Oh, Octopath. Octo- Project Octopath, yeah. So basically like Bravely Default and all that. They had yeah, exactly, Bravely yes, Default. Um, well. And we can always hope, Kyron, Persona. Uh, hey, they got, look, they got Persona Q. Yeah. And also like Shin Megami Tensei, like 4 and Apocalypse both came out on 3DS. So Atlas have a relationship there. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, obviously they do because there are other franchises within Atlas that are on... Well, yeah, Etri- Etrian Odyssey, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Them, which what is what... PQ is yeah, built off of. based on, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think like Nintendo will always be, have always, their first party is always their, their, their bread and butter because that's, that's their brand recognition. That's the things that people know worldwide. Yeah. No, no matter where you are in the world, you, if you, if you play video games, you know about Mario, you yeah. know about Zelda. And I think third parties will always sort of struggle to sell on Nintendo platforms because, Again, the Switch is coming out sort of mid-generation, so mm. if even for me, like if you sat, I guess depending on the game, if you sat in front of me, like it's like, look, you can get it on PS4 or you can get it on Switch. Like people who prefer visuals and power will get it on PS4. Yeah, but personally, for me, like especially now that I've tried my Switch out on the train, like you know, fuck it. Like if Persona Five had have come out on that, I would have been like, sorry, PS4. Yeah, absolutely. I'll play it on like, Switch. Like I'll take it with me because when, you know what, I I can play it anywhere yeah like i can play it anywhere that's good that that's like adding more time from like, more places that i can play persona mm. 5 then fucking yes absolutely when, when dragon quest comes out i'll play it on switch yeah but i think if you're looking for stuff like call of duty and all those sort of western third party stuff yep you might be a bit disappointed because i don't i don't know like i want to believe that they'll get some of it well i mean like uh... Watching that Wii U presentation that we watched before the Switch oh. one, like the, the the Call of Duty announcement on it, like that, and a lot of people who played uh, was it Black Ops Two, I think. Yeah, it was. So Black Ops Two on the Wii U, it said that it was a great version of that game. It, it helped, wasn't the definitive version of that game, but it was a good version. It helped that it had that cool ability, to, like to have a person play on the gamepad against someone who was playing on the TV. Exactly. So like, goodbye screen looking. Exactly. It's like, gone. It's. So, yeah. like, it, it's it's not unheard of. Nintendo sometimes does get the, the random third party. I think I think the thing... The thing that, that, that makes me sad about third party support... And, obviously, it's understandable because these 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 are businesses. Um, oh, yeah, they've got to make money. Exactly. So And it costs money to add another platform exactly. to development. So, if they put something out for, say, the Wii U, like Zombie U, they put something out like that... Which is a great idea. I'm so new sad. IP. 
It showcased the Wii U it was, really well. It was first-person zombie Dark Souls. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it had a dumb name. It had a dumb name. Um, but the setting was great. It was like running around London and like, you know... It was really cool and really terrifying and scary in certain points. And I think points. it came from Ubisoft. Exactly. But the thing was, it didn't sell well, so Ubisoft went, fuck the Wii U, we're out. Yeah. Remember Rayman? That was going to be a, like uh, a Wii U exclusive? That's on everything now. And coming to Wii U later. <laughs> yeah. And now coming to the fucking Switch as well. Like, it's... I'm not poning out money for that Ubisoft. I'm sorry. It's not it's, happening. Yeah. Like, I get it that these are businesses and they need to make money. And they want to make money as quickly as possible. But... Unfortunately, it's a cynical industry. I know it sucks. It sucks that, 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 Nintendo, that has to be the way Nintendo to do aren't it. innocent of it either. No, like, oh, absolutely not. Like they, it was planned when they were like, "Okay, the Switch is going to be coming out in March." Zelda's close. You know what? It's coming out on Switch. Sorry, yep. Wii U people. It's coming out on Switch as well. We'll probably and like I, I still would, I still think that the Wii U version was probably finished. Yep. And they were like, no, it's got to come out of Switch as well, Absolutely. so the Wii U version's going back. And also, why we still haven't got some details about the Switch is because they pushed that forward. Yes. The release of that oh, forward. Yeah, it, was like, it was like a, they needed to meet in the middle. Like, it's... the Switch wasn't ready to come out until holidays this year. Zelda was ready to come out last year. I guess and they need to, they need to have middle. something for their financial report. Exactly. So, we'll start of the year, and then it did it's, pay it's, off, but... It's, it's not a coincidence that, like, the online's meant to go pay-to-play, like... In the spring. Yeah. Like late. When Splatoon launches, yeah. Um, so that's when I think the Switch will really burst to life. We still have the hope that that big splash screen showed of all the like, developers working on Switch. Yeah. E3 will be a real test. Yeah. I Look, oh, oh God. I don't know if my heart can take it, like, leading up to that. It's just, it's so, it's too stressful. Because um, I want them to get third parties. Oh, absolutely. I do. I, like, in a way, they do need third parties, but I think... They need the third parties that make sense for them. And it, it's it's hard. You can't just sort of yeah. pick and choose and go, I want that third party game, but not that one. Yeah, it, exactly. It comes down to those third parties. Because really. also Nintendo need to prove themselves to those third parties yes. that this is a console worth developing for. Yeah, and fingers crossed, like the Switch has started well. Mm-hmm. It's doing good numbers. And I think a lot of people are saying, like like you just said, and like I, I agree with the, the fact that like if I can play that game that's out on PS4, but I can play it while I'm on the, the toilet or I'm on the train or I'm on my break at work, or I'm in the car traveling back to Bendigo, like, or I'm on, on a plane somewhere, like, obviously I'm going to pick that, because it's, that's, it's, it's convenient. It's convenient, and it's, I'm not sacrificing anything for it either, it's still running the same as it would if I was playing it on my TV at home. Yeah. For the and, most part. And that's where it gets tricky, because like, we don't know how a lot of big third-party gamers, if they can do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, the games that, we have played have not been demanding. No, like no. Zelda was made by Nintendo, so it's obviously going to be okay. It, and it had issues. It had issues, and which have been they're like, still getting buffed out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, exactly. But like a lot of the other games that played have been like indie games, like Shovel Knight, no problems. Fast Racing Neo, fine. Yeah. Snake Pass, no issues. Yeah. But it's it's I, it will be interesting to see how third parties go with it. Again, like it seems like it's a good system to work on. Like it seems to have engines that support it. Like. Snake passes on Unreal Engine Four. Yep, and it's, uh, well, and I think it supports. I want to say Unity as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely Unity. Unity, yeah, for sure. Um, Kajukaleo was made in Unity. Ah, oh, of course, that's right. I knew there was something in my mind that yeah. was made on uh, on Unity that was coming out for it. But and I think Capcom was talking about getting the engines running on it too. Right. So it's like it's positive, and they definitely need well, that third party Capcom support. Infinite. Imagine that on on the go on the like, Switch. Oh boy. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking it's like, I want... I didn't even think of that until just then. I, was I like, want, I want Resi. Give me Resident Evil on my Switch. Oh, yeah, boy. But uh, they definitely need that third-party support. I hope they get it. Yeah. I Look, I, and I think... You can't forget that, like, indies are third-parties as well, technically. Yeah. And um, obviously, it's a smaller base, but... They've got, like, they've got some good stuff. Indie ways. games are heavy hitters nowadays. They can if, if you come out with the right idea at the right time for the right people and the right crowd on the right system, and there's a lot of things that factors go into it. But if you do that, that, that storm in a teacup moment can be insane. I think, like, the fact that Stardew Valley is coming out on, on the Switch, if I can play Stardew Valley anywhere... And it's, it's going to have co-op as well. That's, and the first console to have co-op as well. That's terrifying, but also really exciting. <laughs> That's the thing. Nintendo was very smart, I think, with how they sort of... They obviously looked at their launch, and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, look, we've got Zelda, we've got a, a Mario Kart Wii U port, ARMS and Splatoon are coming, yep. we've got some gaps, and like lining up those indies has been genius. Yeah. Because like, the indies have had room to breathe, for starters, on the eShop. Exactly, and they've had that, that, that spotlight at the top of the store like each I, week. I picked up Shovel Knight, which I was always going to get. Yeah. Uh, Fast Racing Nier, which I missed on the Wii U. Yeah. I was always curious great about. Great game, yeah. And now Snake Pass, which those three are indie games. Yep. I get like, I was, And then there's things like Blaster Master. Like, which I'm still looking at. Like, me too. And Boy is still... It's still on my radar. I'm still looking at um, Mr. Shifty as well. Yeah. I'm still in, in, intrigued by that, so... And um, if you want to get, like, I guess they're not really indie anymore, but next month it's got Minecraft coming. Well, yeah, that's that true. Sort of so, like... I mean, Minecraft runs on fucking everything now. Like, Yeah, I'm curious to see which like which version of Minecraft it is. I want to see if it's, like... It's going to be the pocket version, or... Or will it be, like, the full console one with, like, infinite worlds? Can the Switch handle yeah. that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would assume so. But, I mean, even the pocket editions having, like... The, the, it's, it's catching up now to yeah. the, the console and PC versions as well, so... Um, look, I, yeah, I think it does need that third party support. They, they can make, they can only get so far on their, their own brands. You can only get really as far as like the, the GameCube is probably a good example. Like, yeah. That's some of, some of their best third party stuff. Third party didn't go so well. Like third party's tried. You had stuff like, you had a Metal Gear Solid game. You had, yeah. Which is, the, that's the, the version of that game that I played. As Eternal Darkness came out on Eternal that. Eternal Darkness. But like, when you think of a GameCube, you think, and they even had Resident Evil 4 as a time exclusive. Again, first time I played that as well. Like, <laughs> I played on, on that. Yeah. But like, you think of GameCube, you think of like, Mario Sunshine, Wind Waker, Metro Prime 1 and 2, F-Zero GX, Smash yep. Bros. Melee. Yep. Like, that was a strong first party lineup, but the GameCube didn't go so crash hot. And that was also the last time Nintendo really tried yeah. In the graphics race, like, because that thing was better than the PS2, I think, under the Xbox. Yeah. I and think, that, yeah, only slightly. It was, because it was powered by, um, Radeon. Some, yeah, something. Yeah, it was a, yeah. GDX. I think it's a sticker on the G- bottom for it. GDX, yeah, exactly. That's how I remember that. And I then basically like, the game didn't do well, and then they did the Wii. And then that thing was just a miraculous was, thing that happened. Well, yeah, it was just, again, going back to that perfect storm in a teacup, it mm. was just that... Or lightning in a bottle, sorry. Like that And then that inevitably led to the downfall of the Wii U, thinking they could cash in on the brand. Yeah. And everyone switched, so it's fresh start. Numbers are good. Fingers crossed. Things are good. Third parties will come. We've got potential of things in the future. They just need to play to their strengths, really. I think so, absolutely. Like um, definitely if you caught they and caught not, the not right... resting on their laurels that no. they think are their strengths. If you that makes sense. Need to court the rights of the third parties, I think. Like mm. so the people like Atlas and Absolutely. And Sega and Square Enix and 
Capcom. Like, the Japanese ones definitely go for them. Like, we're going to get a Monster Hunter on Switch. Yeah, absolutely. Because Monster Hunter has been on 3DS recently, and I don't see Sony doing a new portable anytime soon. No. And I think, though, when you were saying before about... Uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast or we were, when we were just talking before, about that Japan is here now. Yeah, Japan's... It does, I, I've been saying it a bit. I think other people have as well. It feels yeah. like Japan has sort of caught up. Because, again, like, predominantly their games have been coming out on handhelds. And there'd been PS4 ones, and even, like, it was PS3 really where it was kind of like, mm, Japanese games feel like they're falling behind. Yeah. I mean, there was good ones. There was definitely good games out there, but it feels like now they've, they've gone, oh, we, we sort of, on this, they've got HD gaming down. Like, just look at this year alone. Like, Resident Evil 7, Persona 5, Nier Automata. Yep. Like, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Horizon Zero Dawn. That's Western. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's, it is, it's not American, if that helps. It's, yeah, European. <laughs> Close. But yeah, you know, yeah, Europe's got Witcher, so yeah, uh, true. That's, but yeah. um, like so, Japan feels like they've definitely they've arrived at the at the party now. And I think yeah, I, I think that even even Square Enix themselves have sort of like they've they've somehow flipped as well because they had Final Fantasy thirteen, yep. the trilogy of thirteen games that I hated. Yeah, and I, you're not alone in that either. Yeah, like it's, and it's... then fourteen bombed at launch and then had a rebirth and, and is now pretty good realm reborn <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly and then 15 came out and was fun yep and that was that's a big fancy shiny looking hd game mm-hmm. so um i think too like it, like in not just in terms of video games i think like everyone i know seems to be like i'm going to japan oh, i'm traveling i'm going on holiday to japan japan seems to be the new thing it's like the new it thing i don't know whether it's just because I'm starting to pay more attention to it, even more like, so than I normally would be. But or I think it's always it's sort of been like the it thing. Like a lot of people say, like it's a fun place to go. Oh yeah, and so and it's, it's always sort of been there. I think with the people that we surround ourselves with as well, it's like it yes. seems to be the place to go. So yeah, <sighs> we can only. Well, I guess we can only wait and see what Nintendo does. I mean, E3 is imminently close. It's like just over a month. There is a countdown. Let's. <laughs> there is an E3 countdown. Really? Is it at the E3 site? Let's see. You, what have you done, Joel? Nope. That's that's not what You I probably want. should have put E3 2017. Because that's the year. I'm sure there's one then. Here we go. E3 countdown. It's early. It's like mid-June. We so. are 50 days, 22 hours. As of recording this, 50 days, 22 hours, 13 minutes, and 45 seconds away from Is E3. that like... Is that day of E3 or conferences? Because, like... Uh, I well, don't it's know. June 14th. That, that, that's uh, the day of, I think, the first conference is June 14th. Okay, all right. That would make sense. So it's, it's close. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm very excited to see what Nintendo do. I am too. And don't fuck it up, just to reiterate <laughs> that. There's that guy with a sign. Don't fuck it up, don't Nintendo. Don't fuck it up, Nintendo. We believe in you, just don't fuck it up. Don't make us look silly either. <laughs> we felt I felt silly all like the entirety of the Wii U era. Oh, God. Anyway, all right. I think that's an episode, don't you think? It is. I think we can uh, wrap this one up. Yep. Stick the old fork in it. Why? I haven't bought that for a while. <laughs> what sticking the fork in yeah, it? Yeah, I'm used to say it a lot. You say it a lot. I, I did say it a lot in a uh-huh. few episodes. Well, we, we, like the, the the episode counts getting high, Joel. So wow, I'm starting to lose track of what you do and don't say yeah, frequently. I, I just, I, look, Karen, I value our, our time we spend together. That's why I vividly remember all our conversations. Uh, all of it? 
I'm, mm. You nearly want to make mm. me want to like go through like every episode mm. and like create an exam. Oh, mm. <laughs> you, you should probably end the podcast, Karen. Let's <laughs> let's wrap this up now before I say something I don't want to say. All right, then. Uh, as always, thank you for getting to this point. You've reached the end. You've listened to us talk a lot, and we appreciate it. Yay! We want to let you know that. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can find us on the social medias. You can just search for us on Facebook. We're just Dialogue Options there. You can follow us on Twitter, dialogue, at Dialogue Options. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email to dialogueoptions at gmail.com if you wish. As for individually, I'm back on Twitter now. now I've finished Persona. <laughs> I'm active again. It feels so nice. I've accumulated some followers, so thank you. Yes. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm at X. It feels good to be back. If you want to find my friend Joel, he is... At Jolly Mac, uh, and I've I've been having like Twitter conversations. I think this week has been like talking to all our fellow AGPN podcasts, yeah, podcast crews. <laughs> just lo- lots of gifts and excitement about our meetup we had last night. So which was fun, uh, lots of fun. Um, also look for those, look search that hashtag. Yeah, AGPN. definitely check AGPN. Check that out. There, as well. There's an account as well. Yes, there is. So yeah, if you uh, just search for AGPN on Twitter, you'll, you'll probably find, find it. it. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so. Apart from that, like you'll you'll see us next. You'll hear us next week. We'll yep. be back. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll let our theme song by Azure Flux take us out. Strike witches get bitches. Yes. So yeah, catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.